Hello, Bonesai friends. This is Evan Pardue of Underhill Bonesai, and welcome to episode 46 of Little Things for Bonesai People. This time I'm joined by my co-host, Carmen Lesko-Viansky. How's it going today? Oh boy, I'm tired. How are you? Um, I don't know if tired is even a word that, I mean, I feel like there should be more of an expressive term for how I feel right now. Um, exhausted, drained, burned out. Yeah, I think burned out There's is... There's got to be an over-encompassing word for all of this. I'm not sure what it is, but... I think a burnout is a little bit more um, appropriate because that's kind of where I get sometimes whatever I go into flow with bonsai and stuff because this was a pretty intense uh, little thing that we just did. We uh, oh, just yeah. we just attended the, the uh, eighth national bonsai exhibition in uh, Rochester, New York. That's that's what we're going to be covering today. We're just going to talk about our impression of the show, um, the things that happened, things that we saw. Um, it's, I mean, as far as the the United States, this is this is our show. This is a this is a big deal. But uh, before we start rambling on about how we felt about the show, uh, I do need to mention that our podcast is sponsored by our amazing patrons over on patreon.com forward slash little things for bonsite people. Starting the list off with Tori Solis, Vicky Auth, Boyd Snellgrove, Ricky Ruins, Joshua Bentley, Snap Your Chappers, Ryan uh, Giordano, Jill Jenkins, Justin Knight, Backyard, Bonsite Australia, Greenwich Gardens, Taylor Peacock, Chase Bertweet, Austin Atkins, Karen Coswell, Iriayan, um, uh, I think they gave me a pronunciation for their bonsai garden in Australia, and I still got it wrong. Luis Torres, AC okay. <laughs> <laughs> Castle, Bonsai Marine, and we have three new patrons. Uh, since, yeah, I think I, I might have missed one because of the, the way that the... Um, the release dates have been on these episodes, but uh, we have Jess Potts. I met him uh, yesterday mm-hmm. at the Bo- uh, Bone Size Show. Awesome guy. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, Chris Fassoon. He's a, uh, a he's a Bone Size practitioner uh, that I know from Louisiana. He lives in New Orleans. Welcome to the Bone Size Best, Best Buds. And then um, Timothy Arsenal. I went ahead and just looked up pronunciation on that name um, so that I didn't mess it up. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the Boneside Best Buds. Thank you guys for so much for supporting the show. Um, and if, if this if this is your first episode of listening to Bones, of Little Things for Boneside, people uh, just know that we are tired. Uh, we have had a long weekend, uh, but thank you guys so much for supporting our show and just you know, uh, being in the discord and talking about bonsai. And then whenever we go to the show and I, I say, Hey, where, where are the bonsai buds at? And you guys, you know, I know some of y'all over overseas, it's not possible. And some people just couldn't make the show, but it's awesome to be able to do this type of thing. So, uh, see you guys at shows like this, but, uh, I got to mention our editor, Matt O'Donnell, just real quick. Uh, he, I know he's like, he's, everybody knows he's a great guy that's listening to the show he does our editing for our podcast and uh and matt has uh his website mattodonald.com you can go over there fill out a contact form work on your own podcast show with him or just music engineering that's what he does for a living he's a bass player he does set uh bass playing for for bands throughout nashville and even does some traveling with uh with some bigger acts 
So yeah, check out Matt. He also has an Instagram, same name, Matt O'Donnell, O-D-O-N-N-E-L-L, Matt O'Donnell. Um, and then our shirts. They have his work cut out for him this episode. Oh, no, nah, it's not going to be that bad. It's, <laughs> it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little bit better uh, to leave in all the, just the the pauses and the confusion. The stumbling and the yeah. blurring. Uh, and the... Yeah, trust me, there was plenty of that. Uh, this entire weekend <laughs> but but yeah the um but yeah uh our little things for bonsai people t-shirts i have not yeah, had time shirts i haven't had time to sit down and like get the website together so it's it's they're there it's uh coming. If, coming. yep they're coming them. yep we've seen them in person at the show i was actually uh fortunate uh people He's wearing that, them yep I was wearing my uh, shirt that says I went to a bonsai workshop and all I got was a stump shirt. And I had people asking me, where'd you get that shirt? And I said, well, wouldn't you know, uh, this is actually the show that I host. Uh, so if you would like one. So we had them for sale at the show. So the lucky handful of people got their shirts in person from me. So thank you guys for picking those shirts up. But whenever I get back, um, probably shortly after the release of this episode, I will have a some kind of website to just pick them up really quick. Um, mm -hmm. but anyway, so with all that out the way, how are we feeling Carmen? Oh boy. Well, let me tell you, first of all, it was a chore to get here from Portland. It was like one of those trips where every little thing, not that every little thing went wrong, but it was just like one thing after another, after another to get here. And then jet lag and then the intensity of the show so i'm just like completely exhausted but i will say it's been um it's been worth it and the show was really 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 great i mean i met a lot of people that i haven't only met online either through this or facebook or instagram um I got to see a lot of my folks from michigan there was a really great showing of trees out of michigan um and i got to see a lot of old friends i don't know everybody's like, oh I'm my old friends like i don't know i mean i guess they're old friends i've known them for a while but i don't know that we're old best friends but anyway so a lot of people i know and that was fun to say hi to them again so i don't know it was it was pretty good but i'm i'm tired i'm still not adjusted to the time change and i'm flying back today so it's just going to be kind of a wreck of a week i think how are you? Where did you where did you land last night? Because you left right after the show. Yeah. So well, so like right when the show was starting to wrap and all the vendors are ready to, to just start packing up. And then the uh the trees in the, the show that I brought my water elm and I also am transporting a handful of trees for other Louisianian folks. And so at four o'clock we hit the road. I think we drove I think we drove almost six hours which was yeah because you texted me it was pretty late yeah i mean i just like all right so we're we're gonna try to <laughs> cut down some of this drive it's about 18 and a half hours without traffic back to louisiana so yeah we drove about six hours and we ended up in um we're in mansfield uh ohio ohio yep oh i've been there uh there's a nice little um I went to my very first peony conference. I know how much you care about this. It was in Mansfield, Ohio, at a oh, well. this cool old estate. It was very neat. Anyway, Mansfield, no, Ohio. Peonies are 
awesome flowers. Of course, I'm interested in that. I've only Hell seen yeah. them. I've only seen them at the Denver Botanical Garden when we did the ABS show, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I didn't realize that. I'm glad you like them because so many people are like, "Oh, whatever." They don't really do it for me, and I'm like, "Whatever, you're wrong." But good nuts. Like I have um, I have an appreciation for the uh, for daylilies. I love different varieties of daylilies. I just haven't found a good spot to start collecting them, but we have a lot of them in Louisiana that we have lots Mm -hmm. lots of variety, and Mm -hmm. the peony is very reminiscent of that. Like. They Heck come yeah. in different shapes and and petal forms and just fl- and the colors are just amazing. Dude, look how much you know about peonies. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on peonies <laughs> yeah, sometime. We, we'll we'll go. We'll do a big long we'll, episode sidebar on peonies because I yeah. can tell you so much. Yeah, if anyone wasn't aware, that was actually <laughs> like Carmen's. Was that like your gig right before? I did that for yeah. I spent two years at the University of Michigan doing a restoration of their historic peony garden that has over seven hundred peonies that are pre-1950 introductions and creating this consortium of peony growers and mm-hmm. getting the, helping get the garden certified through PGA and like all this stuff. So if you want to know anything about 1950, pre-1950 peony cultivar variety introductions, um, just, you know, shoot me a message. <laughs> yeah. I'll hook you up. <laughs> There's, there are societies for just about every plant out there. So not surprised. Absolutely. I mean, I know there's Daylily Society down in Louisiana. There's Azalea Society's Camellia. And then Peonies is just another. Pasta, another succulent, orchid, yeah. cactus, whatever you want. They got it. Yep. But yeah, bonsai. Yeah. Anyway, um, we are. Right, bonsai societies. We are kind of, we're trying to make, we're also making sure that we do this episode within a time frame that we are still fresh on it, where the not only is the mental fatigue of just looking at bonsai for honestly i was like three days uh i know the show ran two days but i got there the day before and Mm -hmm. the the setup process uh getting your tree in standing in line getting your 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 registration uh stuff out of the way getting the trees cleaned up and just it's there's a lot of anxiety involved getting there uh of course i drove uh carmen flew but just the the transportation of fine bonsai across across five six states oh it's stressful i've driven trees there before it's it's a lot it's yeah. hard i mean we we were supposed to get a smaller uh moving van like a like, like a, a cargo uh, van like, like a transit a, or a... like a transit sprinter yeah mm-hmm. uh sprinters are more like a van and less like a box truck but uh they ended up renting me a giant box truck so when i show up uh on the day to unload my my tree i had five trees with me and i unload this box truck and i open the back and everybody like not everybody but like people walking by in the parking lot were just like "Ooh, there must be a lot of bonsai in there and i'm like nope there's like five medium-ish bonsai in here <laughs> whereas we got people like uh other bonsai professionals i know bjorn brought in a basically a semi but it was it was mm-hmm. a bigger box truck uh, but it was one step away from a semi. I think he had. I, I think he had twenty displays. Twenty. Yep. I think there were twenty, is what I saw on on Facebook or something like that. And then you know it's so funny because um, Jack Sustic coming down from Mathai Botanical Gardens, University of Michigan, he's got those two gigantor trees in a U-Haul van, which I mean they fit, which so it's fine. But it was just kind of funny <laughs> how, how how those giant trees are in this tiny van, and then you've got your five trees and 
gigantic box truck. Just, I know it was the juxtaposition it, of it all, you know, exactly. That's the best word to describe it. Uh, juxtaposition of, of like, it just, everything felt a little out of place because we got these fine trees coming into a parking lot and you're like, and you just <laughs> see them all scattered everywhere. There are carts, people running around. And, uh, I mean, I heard people just get to their point where they were just like, like throwing their hands up and like, we're here, let's just get this over with kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. like the traveling and all that. Uh, it's, and, and like it's I was going to say, like uh, back to Bjorn, like shout out to Bjorn and other professionals that, that got together uh, just all these trees and all these materials and, mm -hmm. and did sprinting across the, the United States to put the show together. Like mm -hmm. if it wasn't for people like him and other professionals that do that, I mean, it wouldn't mm -hmm. be possible. It's incredible. Yeah, All of the vendors and the a quantity of things. And, you know, it's not easy to transport living trees or things that are fragile, like pots and stands. And um, I think that was probably the biggest vendor area I've seen there. I've, I've been to three shows, three of these national shows. And I think this was the, the most full vendor area I've ever seen. And even, you know, a few stands pretty much sold out. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the pottery stands sold out right away. Sarah Rayner um, and uh, now's pottery stand pottery. It's like, that feels like the wrong word. They're ceramics or bonsai, bonsai pots. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> sold out pretty quick, but uh, the... I mean, even, even though folks were selling tons and tons of stuff, even at the end of the show, it still felt like there was a lot of stuff people came prepared like they came so that they could sell everything on their table and reload it like it was just and mm -hmm. from what i heard the vendors all did pretty well so yeah. i'm i'm pretty excited that it was um because i know setting up those tables and traveling and the expense of getting to a show it's not cheap and so the fact that they were able to make it worth it for themselves i think was really really cool um yeah, yeah. great and stuff. you're talking about selling out um, all their all their stock and material like Sutin came in and oh yeah had some of the most beautiful shohen and just I, those trees i mean he's got nice trees but this year in particular especially those Something little ficus changed. holy yeah bananas like yeah i just his work is just beautiful it's like he Gorgeous. just gets better somehow yeah he's just this <laughs> magical bonsai man who makes these wonderful trees so shout out to you Sutin. yeah um yeah he he had i, I think he won best uh kusumono best kusumono mm -hmm. yeah for the show itself but uh he he typically wins one of the awards um mm -hmm. for the actual show and um i mean i was like one of the things that i remember the most of carmen had mentioned it was these ficus um narrow leaf ficuses showing and... almost mame side like they were it's tiny just, five inches for it they were little trees they were borderline mame shohin like yeah they were, they were shohin but i think his aim was mame because he mm -hmm. had one tree that one of um one of our good friends and, and bonsai best buds joel jenkins was there and he was oh. fortunate to get a spare tree from that display because it was what too big it was slightly too big at it was like, like four inches yeah five inches it was like but then it's in like this what three two and a half inch three inch pot and um barely the, yeah the trunk it's... yeah barely the trunk there was maybe a quarter inch of moss and soil around the trunk in that pot so those trunks were just huge yeah. they were twisted the um the 
the little twigging on it was great. Like that's so fun. I, I generally, you know, narrow leaf is one of those trees that a lot of people get started with because it's easy to take care of. Mm-hmm. So you tend to see kind of a lot of not great narrow leaves around um, because yeah. they're, you know, they're a beginner they're... tree, they're a starter tree. They, they, they can get leggy. Yeah. 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 They can get leggy um, and weird looking. Well, <laughs> at least up north, you know, where I've been, maybe it's easier to grow them down south. Um, mm-hmm. But to, st- to start seeing some really good narrow leaves at this show, you know, it gives me another, it makes me think about them twice and yeah. that it's something that I want to get into. So, oh yeah, it's these are fun, flexible species like that. Like uh, me, me, and Mike talk about sea hibiscus a lot. It's another one of those species that like people don't think about because they they assume that when they get to a higher level of bone sign, they move on to Japanese black pine and Japanese maples and mm-hmm. shimpakus. That that these 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 rudimentary just starter stock pieces what they're considered like a trident maple or a green mound juniper. Or some Mm -hmm. of the tropicals like the ficus varieties Mm -hmm. it takes like a master to go in and take that that species and just make it into something you're like oh i've been sleeping on this like Mm -hmm. crap that that was on me i i should have thought about this but i mean that's where the experience and the time comes in and you just produce these incredible trees and i think that's one of the things i i mean maybe we're going a little bit off topic here but i was um Mm -hmm. uh chatting with some other folks who are from you know, down south in the U.S. and saying that they want to create some more, um, they want tropicals to have more of a a reputation for, for quality. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, because I feel like a lot of folks start off with tropicals. And so it's easy to see a lot of poor ones just because it's, you know, what you're practicing on. But really, when you master them, you can create these wonderful masterpieces with them and I don't think they get the credit they deserve. So um shout out to Tropicals. Let's get those really up and coming. Yeah. Um especially the US Tropicals. I know we have mm-hmm. like I like we talked about a lot of these things like mm-hmm. uh like like we have Vietnamese bluebell which mm-hmm. is a, is a very new species to the United States but it is such a mm-hmm. great tree and I uh I know Mike presented one at the Florida convention of like a year back or so and just mm-hmm. made a stunning tree out of a piece of material that he had only had his hands on for a short time. Um, mm-hmm. But just imagine what these trees could be down the road. What was that purple star that your lavender. mom bought one? And La- I saw lavender star. What was it? Lavender star. Lavender star. I I don't think I've ever seen those, but I just, I don't interact with a ton of tropicals and it's, so pretty and i love it and i'm really excited about it and i want to get one and i mean i don't do a lot of tropicals i have some experience with them but i personally i don't really grow them but um i want to it's such a pretty the flower is just so pretty uh and so there's all these species that i know overseas are being used and i i know they're being used in the southwest and they're just they're great and i want to see more of them yeah definitely um yeah for it's uh, back to the show a little bit because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah the, and here we go yeah, <laughs> yeah this is the re- no, this is the reflection of the show this is the, these are the impressions that we get because we just got to see just i think there was near 300 and not even that i mean yeah. that i don't know if that includes the show hen yeah displays. i think it's yeah i think there were over 100 show hen and then 
total there were like 304 trees so it was like almost a third or half of them were shohin and then the rest were the the larger specimens and there were some large specimens yep uh there and there was an there was a call for trees earlier this year where where bill Valvanis was saying he didn't want big trees because he knew that this was going to be a big step out of the uh the COVID year that we had two mm-hmm. years ago where uh when I experienced the show two years ago, it was maybe half. I won't, I don't even know if it was half. Um, and the vendor area definitely wasn't as packed, but but Bill knew that this was going to be an explosion of a year because people were going to be excited and ready to get back out on the road and see their friends again in bonsai and get their trees that they had an, all that extra time to prepare for this show. Yeah. Um, so the people who were not able to travel two years ago, Get, they had four years and so you, you definitely could see it in this in this uh in this this whole just the, the varieties of the species the different styles um i was really happy to not just see different species but there was more than i could imagine as far as different takes on different forms and shapes of bonsai uh traditional forms and and new yeah like kind of like a a step away kind of wild mm-hmm or paging or something like that and i think that we're going to see we've we've already seen a leap in the past 10 years for for the quality and and the quantity quantity of these fine trees mm-hmm. uh has really stepped is like really starting to come uh forward now that we have you know bonsai professionals moving trees forward and we have people learning from bonsai professionals and we have we have bonsai growers uh, such as myself, uh, getting together materials to be supplied into the ethos of uh, mm-hmm. of the bone of unit of the North American bonsai scene, and this this is that this is that show. This just shows all the hard work and all the effort and all the craftsmanship, and and I really enjoy the creativeness. You know, there there were some trees that. I was just blown away by and I was like, mm-hmm. obviously this deserves to be here. This is crazy. You know, like I I was I'm just like, how did they how did they do that? Um, and then there were some trees I was like, this is whimsical. This is fun. Like mm-hmm. other people also need to see this, mm-hmm. you know, so and I'm, I'm looking more forward to it because I know over in uh, I know over for the show, the PPM, Pacific PPE, Bonsai Expo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was they were encouraging more fun, mm-hmm. crazy, artsy kind of stands uh, yeah. and displays and stuff. And it's it's starting to kind of everybody's starting to rub off on each other. Let's just say that like everybody's starting to kind of catch wind of these different styles and trends that are happening uh, throughout our North American culture. And it was very, very obvious here. And I, I mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't too much that was like totally off the wall. There were a few that were a couple steps away from super traditional mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. Um, and I I love seeing people kind of take their own interpretation of bonsai and, and take it out of that traditional craft and turn it into their own kind of art. Um, and I'm always that that Bill includes some of those. And um, this this show i think was a little bit more east coast well central and mid east mid east mid- midwest i don't know what i'm talking about mm. um 
this year and there weren't a whole ton of of entries from the pacific northwest and the western u.s this year um and i think part of that's due to to pbe um kind of taking the bulk of that huh Hmm? kind of taking the bulk of the people who presented trees i think would have held their trees back a little bit from this show I, I think in part it's because, you know, PBE is starting to become this other West Coast show that was originally maybe going to be the Artisans Cup. So every other year there's a West Coast show, then an East Coast show and back and forth. Um, and I mm-hmm. like that there's that there's two, but I think, too, that there just weren't a lot of professionals coming from the Pacific Northwest this year. So the transport of trees over to the East Coast was just not really feasible um for a lot of folks and that's that makes it hard to get trees over here because not everybody can just pick up and, and drive for a week to get to new york um so i'm curious what shows up at pbe but i it was kind of fun to see some new names that i hadn't seen before and i i don't know if that's just because there were more you know spaces available for folks who haven't been able to show before because a lot of the folks out of the pacific northwest weren't here um mm-hmm. but it was it was a great show so it's it's just cool that we're getting these that we're having more high level shows and that the folks running the shows are are willing to accept trees that are a little bit avant garde, a little bit outsider art, you know, just to, Outsiders to see where the best way to say it. <laughs> where people are are going with bonsai as they they take the art form to the the next level. Yeah, I've I've kind of considered some of my bonsai design to be a little bit of the outsider art kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that was, that's definitely apparent here. Um, and we're just talking about as far as, you know, trained versus people who are just, they come up with these trees and these designs in their backyard without a lot of other influence from the outside. And then they get to show them at these shows because of mm-hmm. the ex- exponential amount of craftsmanship and care taken in the health of their trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the kind of stuff I love to see. And I think one of the other things that I know you were mentioning, oh yeah, it's cool to see trees from, you know, here and there. And it wasn't so much from, from, uh, the Portland, uh, scene or the uh, California scene. Portland, Washington, California. Yeah. There was kind of but a, here's my take on that mm-hmm. is that I think it was because you were looking at the artist names yeah, more often. Because mm-hmm. I found myself doing that uh, this time as well. Because no, normally when people go to a bonsai show, uh, especially new fresh eyes to bonsai, people who are not doing it like us, and people who mm-hmm. aren't you know on a really big you know hobby to just like pas- side passion kind of thing, to even just like the most mundane, um, just someone passing by. Usually when people go into a show, they're just looking straight at the trees. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. I think it not not if there wasn't people enough people from around the United States. I still think the species diversity was still very very broad. That Absolutely. was that was the most exciting part for me because there were a ton of species there. Yeah. Yep. Just because people weren't from uh, we uh, kind of just I could count on one hand how many how many people I saw from Louisiana that where I came from. Mm-hmm. And then there was a few that I knew from Florida. There was a few that I recognized from Texas. Um, so from my range, there was probably 10 or so people that I recognized. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and so 
but the the diversity of the species was not affected by that at all because no not at all and the quantity of trees that showed yeah. up and the quality of trees that showed up none of it was affected by you know the yeah. the you know lack of presence of the west coasters and, mm-hmm. and none of that's to say that like you know nothing bad about the west coasters for not coming like nothing like that i'm just saying that there was a like a, a noticeable gap this year and who was there so yeah to clarify yeah. uh carmen's not throwing yeah. sh- shade I, I on love anyone all my west coasters no worries <laughs> we're good it's fine i got to come so it's cool yeah uh, there was but- a, I, I just shout out to my michigan folks too there were at least three vendors out of michigan yeah um and a whole bunch of folks out of ann arbor traverse city um, West Michigan, mid Michigan showed up with their trees and, uh, it was really great to see everybody. So I feel like Michigan's kind of up and coming in the bonsai world. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. And this, this is one of the things that I was mentioning where I'm like looking at the artists names and where their locations are. And this is also just from like me and you looking at trees, uh, and critiquing them and looking at stuff together is that you were like, oh yeah, this is this is an an, an arbor tree. This is a, a yeah. Jack Suskit tree. I don't know. I, was just I know like, these like, trees. I know these people. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, and that's another part of it is that if you can go with somebody that knows bonsai, um, if you're new and you don't know it as well, I mean, I'm, I know bonsai well enough, but I mean, it's cool to see all these people and then point out all these trees and you're like, oh yeah. Like, and, and mm-hmm. but like back to the species thing is it's like, I wanted to speak to say about that is like I've been to a couple of bonsai collections and have seeked out certain species that I really wanted to see a nice presentation of that and Mm -hmm. where my tree was I think they were like I think it was a little bit deliberate to show like a North American just like just like it looked like they took the trees and just kind of put them all in a hat was like Oh, here's all the North Americans. Let's let's put all these North American trees kind of like in this proximity of each other. Mm-hmm. So in one spot, I saw an Amer- American beech that was just absolutely gorgeous, white, beautiful white trunk. Um, even for the species having such a much larger leaf than the European and uh, and the other varieties of beech that just you know outshine them. Uh, in some cases, this tree was still presentable, very nice uh a very classical style of bonsai there was a sweet gum um that would mm. actually show up in my range that i was really happy to see that i think that was one of my favorite the sweet gum was trees. nice yeah i love was, the sweet gum it was charming because it was presented in a way that i'm familiar with with the you know when i see them at uh bonsai museums or or uh public displays it reminded me very much of you know it's it's on show to show it's a demonstration of that species and it was a very great demonstration um and then there was also a um well we, we won't mention the the water elm that was over in that area as well but yeah there was one of those there was a pond cypress the water elm was my tree so i don't want to go into that uh but yeah there was a there was a pond cypress from mm-hmm. that was from michigan actually mm-hmm. yeah that was from the hidden lake gardens collection and that's yeah. over in um to come see adrian so like uh kind of south middle michigan uh yeah mm-hmm. yep. they had a, a good showing of trees this year yeah it's just and and don't you guys worry too we have um we will probably have a couple of episodes to follow this one of some critiques because yeah we haven't done that in a while so 
Yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk a lot more about this and specifically the trees, I think. Just so everyone knows, if y'all don't want to wait for the book, I know it don't, you didn't hear it from me, but I mean, this, this is a podcast show, but uh, if you go over to Facebook, there might be somebody there that has shown, has shared a lot of pictures. So if you have, you want to kind of see, but we'll, mm-hmm. um, we'll be sharing a few pictures that of trees that we like on our Instagram. We'll go back and we'll critique them. Um, but mm-hmm. there were trees that I really just, you know, they weren't necessarily best in show trees. We picked mm-hmm. out trees. We just, we like that were inspiring. We're like, this is something I didn't expect to see here mm-hmm. and I want to talk about it. So we yeah. do have a, a, a list. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember how many, how many we took, but we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll do an episode or two. just going through that because, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's something we fell a little short on the, on the ABS show in Denver. Yeah. We, had... we were going to come back to it and we, we didn't really. Yeah, we apologize for that. But I mean, there's so much going on and we're a weekly show. And also to kind of move forward with that, of mentioning more stuff that that's just important about these types of shows that, uh, and Carmen said this earlier, is we put a lot of faces to the names. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I got to see, um, I got to finally meet uh, uh, David Esterbrook, Easterbrook in person and shake his hand and just say, I just wanted to, just wanted to say, hey to you. I wanted to, you know, just, I wanted you, I wanted to, you know, know, know that you knew I was here because you're an awesome guy. Uh, if you guys didn't know, he's a, a Canadian uh, a curator of, I can't remember the name of the, the, the collection, but point is, is I will oh gosh, be, no, I can't remember it either. I'll be, we'll be having him on a little bit later on uh, once we kind of get through the craziness of settling, but yeah, uh, he was, he's an awesome guy. Um, I, I even got to meet, uh, bone, the bonsai time podcast guys. Hey, finally yeah. we've been yeah. chatting. I know I've been chatting with Kevin on Facebook for like two years and we're like in the show, like pointing at each other, like, Hey, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey I know it's, you. It's like the it's, Spider-Man meme. It's like you're a bonsai <laughs> podcast crew too. Um, there were a ton of people that I've talked to online that I finally got to meet in person. That was super fun. And a lot of our bonsai buds. So it yep. was really great. Yeah. So uh, we will be reaching out to them, hopefully in the near future, to do some uh, some com- collaboration podcasting. I don't know. It mm-hmm. Sounds almost like we're getting together and have like a little rap battle or something. But um, but no, just go check out Boneside Time. Go follow them. Uh, I'm sure they're on the same listening platforms as well. Uh, but they were a great group of guys um, mm-hmm. just to hang out and explore that space with other other people like them. Um, so yeah, the just kind of like chronologically go through it again. Um, yeah, getting there, setting up, and then we we got to see the the vendor area was really nice. And and there's always the banquet dinner. Uh, we had the experience with this mm-hmm. with um, with the Denver show as well. Um, and I'm wondering, are you? I mean, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, uh, Carmen. You're probably I, you said you might be good for the bonsai central show yeah i don't know it's it's tricky because i have to kind of pick and choose where i'm traveling next yeah. year and how much i can yeah. i can get out because i i traveled a lot this year thank you michael that was very kind to let me go um because mm-hmm. i'm you know as the apprentice i'm i'm uh rec- i'm responsible for watering 24 7 so if i go i got to make sure that it's covered and uh uh shout out to my volunteer masaki for 
covering watering for me <laughs> while I was away. Um, yeah. And uh, so I got to I got to kind of pick and choose uh, if and where I'm going next year. But yeah, I'd love to come to Bonsai Central. That's in May. Yeah, that that's, right? that's going to be May St. Louis. I mentioned the show a few times because I will be vendoring there. And also uh, there is a call for trees currently for that show. So th the reason mm -hmm. why I'm mentioning it, too, is because I'm hoping that uh, and I, I think Boneside Central, this is its like debut, I think. I don't want to be I wrong. So. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll do a little bit more research as we get closer to it. But the banquet is like, I, I feel like that's going to become part of like the flow of the show is you go in, put the trees in and they get judged. And the banquet dinner is usually the, within that first day to give mm -hmm. everybody opportunity. The people who traveled in, then they have to go to attend that banquet dinner. Um, and I have a feeling that that will also be a thing. There's got to be awards presentations because they're uh, Bonsai Central is very clear um, that there will be awards given to certain uh, certain categories. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just a little shout out about um, Bonsai Central there for a moment. But, um, yeah, the, the banquet ceremony is also in a re another really great opportunity to just mingle. And I mean, I feel I feel like that's just a little bit extra time to actually develop uh kinship with our other bonsai people there mm -hmm. um because it takes us out of that element for a second because you're in the show like the doors open and i don't know this this was me i was there like like i worked there i mean like at the mm -hmm. at the actual show the doors open at nine i was there till five and then till four uh so it was like mm -hmm. a full day's work to be in there and it, standing up all day walking around pacing around and the banquet is a good break in between that yeah, um, that was a good chance to sit down because during the day you're you're critiquing trees, you're talking to people, you're networking, you're shopping, you're doing all of these different things. You, yeah, you're essentially working all day in the banquet. It's a chance to really sit down and LOL. have fun and yeah. talk to the folks you didn't get a chance to talk to and um, kind of celebrate everybody and their accomplishments. Yeah. And it's funny because um, at at over in Denver at, at the ABS show, I sat next to Young for that show mm -hmm. and then we just accidentally like set it up to where she was at the table we were at and mm -hmm. uh and i saw number one table and then joel was over there and he was putting down names for us and i sat directly next to young cho again i was like oh hey how's it going <laughs> shout <laughs> out to young cho yeah i was just like i was like oh this is funny yeah uh she's an incredibly mm -hmm. sweet lady and she's uh, the sweetest and amazing customer and she had a, she had customono yeah for she, sale. Was she was bending yep and uh it looked like she did pretty well she had a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of stuff on that table um mm -hmm. gorgeous, that was one of, gorgeous gorgeous and that was one of my questions for her was like it 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 felt the vendor area was crammed and i was like i i wish there was a little bit more space for her stuff i wish so, she had had a bigger table yeah because like she did bring her a game with that she created some beautiful compositions and she was asking mm -hmm. very fair prices that that's oh, something absolutely that's something to mention with not only that, I know I mentioned this earlier about encouraging people to go to, to bigger shows like this, but I guarantee you that you could have bought your your tree and your kusamono and your stand and your diaza and your scroll mm -hmm. <laughs> all in the same spot. And mm -hmm. you would have been able to find something that matched and then yeah. turned around and used it for a later use in another show. Yep. I think you could have, yeah, you could have found everything. You could have built the whole thing out easily. Mm -hmm. Um now, of course, some of the I do need to mention, uh, I know a lot of people don't like to hear this kind of stuff, but pricing on higher end trees. I mean, 
you you kind of pay for what you get. Um, but I mean, there was just stuff that you wouldn't believe. Like you could just take from the vendor area, and you could have just snuck it onto the so, the show floor, and it, and nobody would have noticed. It, yep, it was it's, some amazing. I mean, they were finished trees. Yeah, they were finished trees. Show yeah. quality. You could have put right out across the across the way onto the show floor. There was there were seedlings. There was kind oh, of mid range stock. There was everything you could have dreamed of. There were accent plants. There were so many potters. It was really great. A lot of stand makers, which is great because I always feel like there's not enough stand maker representations at shows and you never really know where to look. And I feel like I got enough business cards from enough stand makers that out of all of them, you know, there were at least I think like five, I don't know, there were a bunch of stand makers and then a bunch of the vendors even had some stands for sale. Mm -hmm. So it was great to see how much stuff there was because I feel like that in particular is something that's kind of hard to get your hands on is a good stand. So I I will a hundred percent agree and kind of push that that statement forward even further. Mm-hmm. Um is that finding stands for shows like this, stands are very, very important. High quality yeah. stands made by reputable uh craftsmen, woodworkers. Mm-hmm. And I think we're starting to that point now where there was a call for for more bonsai stand and furniture makers mm-hmm. and and people have really started to step up and yeah. um and I will I will say like I know some people stumble across this show with an interest in bonsai and and they're secretly like a master woodworker and they're just like oh bonsai stand yeah that that sounds what is that? You know, go, go look it up. If you're, if you're, if that's something you do, please, mm-hmm. please, <laughs> please help us out. <laughs> but I think we're, we're very close to just being able to define very great stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we've finally graduated from the modified living room side table to real bonsai stands i remember seeing living you know living room side tables just kind of cut down to size like back in 2011 at like my first show and uh it's not about great for people and their ingenuity you know (laughs) it it works you have to do what you have to do but it's fun to see how far we've come with the art form and how many people are now able to either build their own or buy their own you know Mm. more legitimate stands yeah the that and that kind of comes to uh to kind of the the closing remarks of the feelings of the show um is because mentioning everything we've said here about the the quality of the trees the quality of the pot the pottery the quality mm-hmm. of the stands and the co- the cosamono has made leaps leaps and bounds mm-hmm. um and just like i mentioned earlier i think i think young has a lot to to uh she is to be blamed for the quality uh because her credited credited yeah blame i'm just i'm just being I'm just, I'm same thing make it a weird blame job. her for how good things are now blame it on her for sharing all of her uh now we all have to be wonderful good. techniques uh but no uh i i just remember i was actually kind of perusing through and i i saw her actually bouncing from cosimono to cosimono and she was excited so mm-hmm. even the cosimono game has just stepped up it's- it's um, stepped up from, you know, somebody throwing a bit of moss in a pot at the last minute, you mm-hmm. know, or showing an orchid with a, you know, 
a native pine to like people actually are are thinking of okay what goes with this tree what's native to this area mm-hmm. how can i create a beautiful composition um and yeah i think so if you haven't met young cho or if you haven't done a kusumono workshop with her try to get your club to get her in she travels the country does these oh, workshops yeah. and it's a bajillion percent worth it she was inspiring to me and every time she's in town i try to go see her because her work is just it's so beautiful um Mm. and it's very inspiring and it's i'm just so happy to see people are not leaving kusumoto off as to the last minute as something that's like an afterthought it's actually becoming the the thing that it's supposed to be which is you know just like the stands just like the scrolls just like the pots it's an art form in and of itself and it it needs to to have that time and care put into it Mm -hmm. um I think we we can't leave out the Suiseki. I know. You know, I barely even looked at that. I feel so because here I am saying this about <laughs> Kusumono and like I've completely not even reminded, really given time to me. the Suiseki. <laughs> and dang, that was shame on me. I should. I wish I had spent a little more time looking at the viewing stones. There, it was a huge display. It was great. It was wonderful. Yep. It was like two whole rows of stuff. It was packed down because uh, last year the last. Uh, the seventh show, there was there was Suiseki, but there was a lot more of a Kusumono, uh type right. thing there for for Young to do mm-hmm. her thing. Uh, she put on a great show there, but now we had so many more people come back to the show and the Suiseki. I mean, we don't. I know that Suiseki has its own place outside of Bonsai, and mm-hmm. it, and I know that there's people out there that also really appreciate it. Um, and anyway, I just didn't want to leave that out either. No, uh, I'm glad you didn't because it's one of those things I would have forgotten. There was a amazing Bridgestone that actually won Best Suiseki. Um, mm-hmm. And that's another one of those things, like I mentioned earlier, is like seeing all these different species and it's it's a presentation and a and a uh, example of of these different styles. Because by the Suisekis, you had all the different names you had the waterfall stones you had the mountain stone stones you had the island stones you had the the hut stones the animal stones mm-hmm. all those things are very important and i think that um as the show goes along and as other shows come up i think that i personally think there should be a separate room for suiseki suiseki should be part mm-hmm. of a bonsai in the Absolutely. regular show but they should they should have like another space where it like has this clear divide and it's like here's a suiseki I know they do it at some shows. I know they do that in other places, but that's yeah. even that's even as important as the bon- as the bonsai and the kusumono. Ab- absolutely, yeah. yeah. There, I remember back in Denver, there was a, a Suseki exhibition there as well, and um, they did a seminar there, and they did a, a talk here as well. Uh, I don't know if it was both days; it was at least one of the days, and they did tours of that exhibition as well. And um, it was packed. People are interested in the stones, and that's great to see. Yeah. So, um, any closing remarks, anything that you felt like you needed to say real, real quick or, um, statements or anything? Cause I, I'm, I'm still on the road, obviously, and you'll be flying home soon, just a little, little while here. So, um, but is there anything, anything else before we do our bonsai word of the week and then kind of start wrapping up? Um, I have one thing I kind of want to say, but I don't know. Like, can I can I not be one hundred percent gushy? <laughs> um, 
or should I, I continue to gush? I mean, well, one of the things here is that once people get to this criticism, once people get this far into the show, they know that uh, uh, there's a okay. few more. There's there's some extra things at the end. <laughs> yeah, they know what it is. Um, if I had one critique of the show, I think it would be that. Um, and I don't sidebar here. You can cut this out if you want. I don't care. No, it's fine. Um, uh, don't cut it out, a, Matt. There were a lot of <laughs> there were um, some really good trees there that they had the trunk, they had the stand, they had the display, but the foliage wasn't quite developed enough or wired mm. out enough. I, I think to hit the overall quality standard and it's not to say that those trees were bad they're good trees and i i hope that by you know in two years the canopies have been able to develop a little bit further um into you know a little bit more of a mature looking bonsai it's just trees that haven't been bonsai very long you know so i'm, I'm excited that people are getting these trees and that they're entering shows and they're showing them um and i I don't see this, you know, necessarily as a flaw because the trees are high quality trees, but just, you know, in the next two years, in the next four years, really spend time on your canopies, on your foliage masses, learning your wiring, hmm. making sure your pads are, you know, full padded out your wire, you know, your tips are all aligned properly, all of that stuff. So that's, that's my one constructive criticism is I think that, that canopies are where we can. Yeah we can spend a little bit more time. Um, but overall quality of the trees in the show is very good. Yeah. And that's, that's a good honest uh, critique of, of how you felt with it. Cause I know we were, that was something that uh, just about every other tree we've walked up to you. Like if there was just a little bit more wire here. Oh, so close. My fingers were so itchy. Cause there's just one or two <laughs> things out of place, you know? And it's like, Oh man, if we just spent a little more time on it, could be could be right up there so trust, trust me we're gonna have a whole hand maybe one or two episodes of cr critiquing on trees where carmen can really not lay into these trees but really give a lay into it no i'll, I'll be nice a constru constructive <laughs> criticism and constructive uh yeah for uh for future reference we are whenever we go through and uh i know our bonsai best buds and our patreon and our discord and all that uh we ask for critiques and i'm I know a lot of people like and that's one of the hardest things for artists to do is to present their work. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say that artists, that is the hardest thing that you can do, period. Not, you know, you can create your work. You can yeah. present your work. Um, but knowing like presenting it is there's different. What there's different. There's obviously thousands and thousands unlimited number of ways you can display uh, your your art and the way that you express yourself with that. Uh, but breaking bonsai down to just art and that thing, this is, this is going to be my closing statement and uh reflection on, on this show is that it takes a lot of nerve to oh, get mm -hmm. that stuff together and put it in front of people. Absolutely. Because pe people are going to, some people are going to love your tree and some people are going to be like, what is this? And that's, mm -hmm. that's honest. That's, that's an honest uh, opinion from people you'll, you know, and for people with a little bit of a uh with an untrained eye for viewing bonsai um and this is this is one of the things that i would like to just kind of study more as time goes on is to 
try to reverse engineer the way I think about bonsai and the way I view bonsai too. Um, mm-hmm. so that I don't have a bias on, yeah. on the way that they're, they should be too. It, it's, it is challenging. It's very challenging, but this show gives me that, that feeling that more, mm-hmm. it, it connects me more to, this is a presentation of each individual person's understanding and presentation of their tree and their art and their expression. Cause it's the trees, the show, the whole, that's the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. that's what we're, that's what we do this for is to see the bonsai to see them mm-hmm. put together like this. They can grow in your, your backyard and your garden. And you can say, I'm developing this, but when you put them on display like this and people critique and criticize, that's, that's actually, it seems like a negative thing, but it's actually a very positive thing because mm-hmm. that will help us improve. That'll help us look, observe. Uh, it's one of the things I've heard this from, this is not me saying this not the first time I've, I, I will, will, you'll hear me say this, uh, but I've said, I've heard it from other professionals and other artists is that when you're at a show like this, get down lower with the tree and look into the trees. Mm-hmm. If a tree blows your mind and you're like, how did that happen? Get down and look up into the branching mm-hmm. and see what happened there. If it's a little less obvious, if you're, I mean, if it's a little bit more obvious and you can just see it straight on, then appreciate that for what it is. Maybe the artist mm-hmm. was like, this is how I did it. Here it is. It's This is how I'm doing it. You know, like, and that's deciduous versus uh, conifers too. Conifers have, you know, conifer bonsai artists have their ways to make things work and evergreens and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think there that's... There are things you just can't do with deciduous. <laughs> yeah, there's some things... There's some things you can't do with deciduous that you can't conifers... twist that branch back into a corkscrew to make it fit. <laughs> yeah, to make it work. But yeah. the, the the you can see the advantages and the disadvantages. And in a show like this, those advantages and disadvantages of each individual species and in each people each person that presents comes to light. And this is a great way to see it. Um, That's a great comment. It's so hard because I've spent a lot of time recently as an apprentice learning how to to look at trees objectively and judge them based on the standards of bonsai. And then to come into a show mm -hmm. with that mentality, but it's a completely different kind of observation than just seeing the tree and feeling the impact of what the artist wants you to feel. You can have a feeling about a tree but have a completely different feeling about you know the standards of quality so you can love a tree and it might not be you know a 10 on a scale of one to 10 it might be a two and you can love it to death but when you're you're judging it against certain standards you know it doesn't measure up but that doesn't mean it's bad it's somebody's personal art and you get a certain feeling from it's just it's so tricky to to try and balance these these two ways of looking looking and versus seeing trees you know and and mm-hmm. how you are you looking at it with your emotions are you looking at it with you know very objective standardized kind of eye and um so i'm glad that you were talking about how this is really an expression of of who people are and and that's what art is there's no bad art it takes a lot of time to put your Self out there and to express yourself and kudos to every single person who was able to get something into this show and put themselves on display like that. That's very hard to do. Yes. We appreciate all of you guys. If you're listening to the show and you're like, my tree was in that show. 
Good Thank job. You. I'm awesome. really proud of you. Great we, job. This is like we said, this is why we do it. Um, speaking of seeing, here's a little bit of homework. Um, I was I was actually tasked to to get this book when I was in art school. It's, it's called Ways of Seeing by John Berenger. Um, mm. And it is a short uh, novel, I guess you can say that, of constructive criticism of how to view art. So, you know, I like to drop little things in there. Um, I approach things from a little bit of an artistic background. I, I have a tendency to do that. So I'm going to read that book over. Um, I did the classic like college student thing. Whenever I was attending college, I just didn't read the book. So I will go and read the book and uh, <laughs> and and put more and plug more of that into the show as we go on, as we progress the show. Yeah, I should read that book too. We it's should a, talk about it. We should have a little book club. Um, and like sidebar, sidebar, bonsai book club. That's not bonsai. I think that is something that would be interesting. But anyway, yes. uh, let's get to uh, the bonsai what's word our, of the week. What's our word of the week? It is Hayeki. Say, say that again. Hayeki. Hayeki? H-A-Y-A-K-E. Hayeki. So it's like karaoke, where you say it quick and don't over enunciate like, uh, like a North American. Uh, mm -hmm. Hayeki, it means brown leaf tip. And I chose this word because my tree had a lot of that. <laughs> um and yeah i know it's funny but um what the reason why i mention it is because when i was when i was whenever i was transporting my tree up uh that was a result of vibration uh root uh fine root damage and also we had a hot summer um but this is a result of not a not like neglect necessarily um but it's not necessarily a form of neglect in a way that isn't you know it's not, not intentional. Yeah. You didn't so, do it on purpose. Uh, Hayeki could be, uh, brown leaf tip could be the result of overheated roots in the middle of summer, which is what happened mm -hmm. to me. Uh, it could be from vibration or mechanical damage. Um, it can be from just sometimes it's a little bit of a reflection of over and underwatering as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's just something to kind of consider. And those types of things can be fixed and and kind of sleight of hand um kind of uh what's what would you say a little bit of deception can be used for brown tips on deciduous trees especially mm -hmm. a technique that i used on my tree that saved some of the just crunchy looking stuff i had going on is i did partial leaf cuts i folded the leaf in half and i cut it uh pointed towards the brown leaf tip and cut the leaf tip off and you would never know it was there now, mm -hmm. if you looked at the leaf closely, you're like, oh, that leaf isn't serrated like an elm tree is supposed to be. You have spotted it. You've been like, oh, he cut that leaf. But that is a very common way to disguise and mask that damage. Mm -hmm. If your tree is suffering from brown leaf tip, though, and you're not in show, if we're going to go back to bonsai basics, bonsai care, um, uh, one way to prevent that is to check your watering schedule. See if you're overdoing or underdoing things and also root health as far as heat of the summer and mm -hmm. cold of winter. Though all those things can affect finer, fine root health, fine mm -hmm. roots as far as the supply chain of the tree, the water and the uptake nutrients. When those get damaged, your the the tips of your your leaves and your your new shoots will will be a little bit more obvious. Sometimes they'll get they'll curl up and not look great. Um, so yeah, that's a little, that's just to kind of bring us back to earth here and, uh, and be like, oh, we just saw all these great trees, but we need to think about, 
uh, techniques too. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's uh let's uh let's go ahead and get the our little shout outs out there and kind of say goodbye to everyone because uh, I'm a, I need to jump back on the road. We got we've got about um I think sixteen no not sixteen we've got about Ooh. fourteen hours still ahead of us. Oh man. Um and then you've got your flight in a little while but um if you've mm-hmm. listened this far into the show thank you for listening so much you can go over to underhillboneside.com and you can go look at articles that i've written i i'm trying to to keep on that it's difficult with running the nursery and all but you know understanding there uh the podcast has been a great outlet for me to kind of pour my uh my ranting and my my you know my boneside stuff into so it's a great great place for this is here as well but yeah, I have articles over there. You can go to Bonsai, uh, Bonsai. You can go to underhillbonsaistore.com and see what I have for sale. Uh, we ship within the United States. Uh, we'll be working on international shipping in the future because I know people are already asking for little things for Bonsai shirts outside of the country. So we'll we'll probably be able to do, you know, like non-living goods um, in the future. And then uh, for Carmen, you can go over to... Where can you go to? That's a great question. You can check out uh, the purplepotsociety.org for the National Women's Bonsai Group. I'll be having an article about the national show coming out there within, uh, I don't know, soon. Um, I'm going to write something <laughs> out for that. And uh, we're also on Instagram. Um, and then me personally, you can check me out at Becoming Bonsai on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. Um, you can check out my teacher's stuff, Michael Hagedorn, over at CortegasBonsai.com. Uh, um, he's also on Facebook. And uh, yeah. What about no. Mike? Mike's not here, but that's okay. We yeah. still love Mike. He's always so very busy. Yeah, we, we love you, buddy. We're going to just go ahead and say, uh, uh, Mike Lane, go over to Ketsune Bonsai. I know you couldn't be with us with, with the show, but we're not mad. We just, you know, we're not mad. He's busy, but go over we're to. We're just Kits- disappointed. No, no, don't. <laughs> just uh, kidding. Go no, Mike's to, busy. He's working hard. Go over to Kitsune, like the, uh, like the, the, the trickster. I think it's a nine-tailed uh, fox in Japanese mm-hmm. lore. The Kitsune, Kitsune, Kitsune bonsai. Uh, Mike is working uh, primarily in Florida. He travels, traveling bonsai artist. Uh, for you guys who don't know of him. Go check out his work. He's an amazing shohin artist. For you guys that do know him, we all have stories. He's a funny guy. He's he's a great guy to hang out with, and he's an amazing teacher. Uh, he offers online classes and uh, workshops and events. And we, like, for instance, we, we have Rent Duro that is coming in from France, and we have a string mm-hmm. of of mm-hmm. workshops. I have I'm sold out over at Bones uh, Underhill Bonsai. Um, we're we're gonna have him for two nights. We're sold out. Um, so if there's other places to catch him, he'll be in Boston. He'll be in um, California. He'll be at the Pacific Boneside Museum. He'll be at Boneside Mirai as well. So that's mm-hmm. a really great opportunity to do that. But um he's gonna but yeah. be all over. He's gonna be all over his little North American tour for for a French bonsai artist that's doing something extremely innovative. Go check out uh mm-hmm. Laurent Dero's website, his Burton style. It's crazy twisted, post-apocalyptic sometimes, yeah. um, sometimes surreal abstract, just taking bonsai to another level, classically trained. So it's not just out of left field this is coming from somewhere educated as well um and before i let you guys know, uh go i had a couple of questions about uh some people i just this is just a little funny snippet to put in there uh people were were assuming i'm older than i really am and i, I was gonna bring that up i think that's very <laughs> important yeah but i'm gonna go ahead and keep the mystery going and i'm not going to tell you guys uh how 
know, you know how old I am. I, I, I was I thought some of the the questions and the results uh, of of like what they thought was funny. So I'm gonna keep that out we there. We should have a contest at some point. Closest no, no. without going over. Don't go into the Boneside Best Buds uh, Discord because it's just the secret's out. But no, I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, we're gonna jump back on the road, Carmen. Okay. So have a safe trip. Yep, and you have a safe catch flight you when you're back. We will uh, catch you on the flip side. And this was a great on the flippity show. flop flop. Yeah, the flippity flop. Uh, we will we'll uh, meet up for the next one when we do uh, boneside tree critiques from the show. Yeah, let's critique the trees. Yep. All right. Well, I'm gonna sign out now. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>